With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good morning. Welcome to another Morning Java brought to you by our friends at the Get-Go Cafe and Market where they are still open. You can get a curbside pickup to go. You just uh, order on the Giant Eagle app. And uh, you can pull up, you call them, they bring it out to you. You can get uh, my favorite milkshakes. Uh, they have like a banana cream pie flavor. Mike, I don't know if you've been there, but you got to go try the milkshakes. Birthday I cake. love milkshakes, yeah. Yeah, they're unreal. But uh, yeah, so big day Monday, the Penguins opened training camp. All 31, well, all 24 participating teams opened uh, training camp in the NHL. Um, and, uh, I think it was like five minutes before the Penguins took the ice, we got some big news that nine players were going to be held out of practice because um, secondary exposure to coronavirus, uh, someone who tested positive for coronavirus. So I think they called it potential secondary exposure, well, potential, right? Yeah. So well, yeah. someone did come in, did have coronavirus on the outside someone came into contact with that person and then that person came into contact with nine penguins <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's it's interesting i mean you you look at what how the league is handling this now um they don't teams are now no, not allowed to say anything about a uh, positive test who has coronavirus you're seeing guys sitting out all around the league a bunch of teams have guys sit out and they're just calling it unfit to play um, and because teams don't want you to be able to like, well, the league doesn't want people to be able to guess if, uh, someone tested positive, um, teams aren't allowed to release injury information either. So like they'll say unfit to play, that could be injury. That could be Corona. Um, you don't know, but I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not crazy about the idea because everyone is just assuming Corona if, if a guy is out. So, but yeah, I don't know what like, you think about that and how teams are disseminating that information. Well, one of the things I'm curious about, I mean, you, you followed hockey for a very long time and, and they've always sort of been secretive with, you know, it's an upper body injury or it's a lower body injury and now it's unfit to play. Yeah. You know, besides hockey and the Patriots, it seems like they've, those have been the entities that have been real secretive about, the, you know, this had a chance with the coronavirus for teams to maybe be a little more transparent and a little more open. Um, and I'm kind of curious from your perspective, you know, here was a chance for hockey to kind of open up just a little bit and a little bit of insight into what's going on uh, in terms of injuries or in terms of illness. And clearly you're not going to get that. And, and I don't know if bummer's the right word, but, you know, what are your thoughts on, you know, losing that possible transparency? Yeah, I know when, you know, it, it came out, you know, the season's probably going to restart. A lot of people were thinking like, how are they going to tell us what's happening? And um, a lot of people were saying, oh, it's going to be a week-to-week upper body injury because, you know, respiratory. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not crazy about it because I, I feel like if the NHL is able to keep that information secret and, like, not tell you, ex- like, exactly who is dealing with it, it, 
if things start to go bad, it, it kind of lets them cover it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you know, if we start seeing positive tests, like, or like once they get, if, once we get in the bubble, if a player goes missing, it could be Corona. There could be Corona in the bubble. We're just not going to know. It could be an injury. It could be whatever. We're not going to know. I don't know. I guess that's, but like you said, the NHL, that's kind of how they, they handle things. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, you know, me following college sports, it's kind of interesting because with the colleges, you're never going to find out what individuals have it, I think, unless some individual goes on Twitter or Instagram, whatever their preferred social media platform may be and says, I've got it. They would probably be in trouble with their school if, if they did that. But you're not going to know the individuals, but some colleges are releasing information. We know Clemson, we know, you know, uh, you know, Texas, we know certain schools have said, hey, we've had this many cases, this has happened. Pitt isn't in that uh, line of schools that are releasing that information. They, per, because of the university, are just saying, here's who's on campus who's tested positive for the coronavirus. And that person has been on campus at some point in the last 14 days. So that's about as vague as you can possibly be. Uh, you know, you don't know who, you don't, you don't know what now, you know, you sort of wonder like, well, who's on campus at this point? Mm -hmm. It's probably student athletes, but you can't really draw a, an exact line to the number to, to, to student athletes. So it's, it's odd. There, there's some odd parallels there in terms of not finding out and transparency. Yeah. The, the, Peng cause the Penguins did have someone test positive during the informal skates. Um, uh, and it, like, you know, they're not going to, we know it was a penguin, uh, but we didn't know who, but kind of what, uh, how you're saying people are, so like the penguin said it was someone who was in Pittsburgh. And at the time there weren't that many people in Pittsburgh. Um, so, or no, they said it was someone not in Pittsburgh. So like people are playing like guess who, you know, the game, you're like, okay, I'm going <laughs> to flip down all the cards, you know, guys who are in Pittsburgh, because it's not them. Flip down all the guys we've seen like on the ice in, in other towns. So I don't know. I just think if, if, if you're being secretive, it allows for more like speculation like that. Yeah. But then at the same time, I do understand needing to keep it secret. Cause like what, a, 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 there's a court that uh, three Canadians players tested positive since mm -hmm. then uh, a second report came out that two of them are false positives, so only one. But at the time it came out and fans were like, mm, I th like someone replied to me about it, like, mm, I thought hockey players would be smarter about this. And it's like, you don't know what they were doing. You don't, that doesn't mean they're out of bars. You know, it could have mm -hmm. been, you know, like something like at the rink. You don't know. But uh, could have got it from grandma. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, I guess well, it'll be interesting to see how they deal with this moving forward. Mike, another interesting thing uh, is, as teams are starting to come back is a lot of athletes are opting out. Uh, we're seeing it, what MLB players are opting out, NBA, a lot of players in the WNBA opting out. Uh, and I know a lot of people going into, uh, you know, the NHL coming back thought that NHL players would be different because hockey culture really discourages, you know, any, any guy acting like an individual. But we, we have seen a bunch of, uh, well, not a, maybe not a bunch, but um, a good amount of guys opting out. Uh, no, so no one on the Penguins, uh, Zach Trotman's out, but it's injury. Uh, mm -hmm. The Canadians had uh, a fringe defenseman. He would have been a depth guy, opt out. Uh, pretty interesting. And one, their number three leading scorer has 
diabetes and he may not report to camp. He has another week to decide. Uh, and I just I think that's really interesting to see around the league. I, I don't know, but um, I, 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 I think I like to see that guys because all the guys that have, you know, opted out, most of them, they have like family issues. Like someone has like a daughter with like a respiratory virus or people with conditions. So I like guys feeling comfortable enough to, to opt out. But like, I don't know if you've seen like, re like fan reactions to guys doing that. But like, I don't know, I, I think I tweeted about, uh, you know, one of the Canadians, Carl Alsner opting out and the replies are like calling him like a coward and like people are like, a lot of them are being like questioned, like you're going into a bubble, like it, how stupid is it to opt out? I just want to know what you think about um, guys opting out and, you know, I guess how they're being treated in response to doing that. I get you know for stars I guess I'm, it's hard hardly surprising that that's how they're being treated uh you know I I'm a Lakers fan and have been since I was a kid and, and their starting point guard Avery Bradley is is one of the players who opted out and, and here's a team that is you know maybe favored to win in the NBA bubble that's down in Orlando which is just an entirely odd and goofy situation that you have possibly the biggest hot spot of uh, coronavirus cases in, you know, the world possibly is in Florida right now. And you've got NBA players in a, in a bubble in, in Disney world, you know, trying to compete, you know, get ready to compete in a playoff atmosphere. But uh, I, 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 you mentioned, you know, if you have people with, you know, family, kids with, with issues, I mean, how, how do you, my personal standpoint, how would you, justify you know playing in those circumstances you know now if you're quarantined and you're away from them I guess that's that's one thing and you have no contact with them but maybe you know we, we can't you know I'm, I'm thinking personally like trying to be away from my family for something like that and I would not want to do something like that I would want to be near my family I'd want to be around them all the time and, and a lot of those guys you know they might be professional athletes but I think that they they think the same way, you know, it's their family, that's their life. Uh, you know, they play basketball or hockey or whatever it is, as a job, but you know, they've got stuff to go home to And that's gotta be the priority in my mind, you know, as, as a husband, as a father, you know, as somebody whose parents are, are older, you know, you, you want to take care of the people that, that matter the most to you. And uh, I guess that's the choice you have to make it. Maybe the choice is playing. Maybe the choice is, staying opting out you know I I don't know what do you think yeah I I just think a, a lot of these players have like young kids and um pregnant wives girlfriends I know you know the hockey players have, have spoken before that like they do if they're going to have a kid they do try to time it so like the kid is going to be born <laughs> in the off season but I mean that's now July it's prime time to be having kids of your hockey player and now a lot of them are going to have to go into the bubble I know like um Carey Price, uh, goaltender for the Canadians, uh, he has a wife, two young daughters, and then he, his wife is pregnant. And they're uh, back, I think, either in British Columbia or Washington State, around that area, and he's going to be in Toronto for you don't even know how long. And we talk about, uh, you know, players that have family members with issues, and I know a lot of people don't like that reason because they're like oh you're going in a bubble you're going to be fine but yeah. i mean we're seeing like the bubbles are not perfect the then the nhl i mean they, they pretty much said as much 
that, you know, it, it can't be perfect uh, when they had a press conference Saturday. What the MLS had a player test positive it, yep. in a bubble. Like, it's not perfect. Um, and then you figure even when the season's over, leaving the bubble, they're going to have to, like, fly home. And, you know, a lot of these, these guys do not have private jets. Like, they're going to have to fly home commercially. Yeah. And, you know, opening up to all potential sources of, of contact. And then they have to go home to their families. And then what, do they hang out in a hotel in their hometown for, like, <laughs> two weeks? And, it, and for teams like, you know, the Canadians, who, like, they probably don't have that great of a chance at winning the cup and especially if you're like a fringe guy like Carl Eisner I just I I can't blame anyone who opts out in that situation I'm with you on that all right yeah the biggest probably news in sports on Monday was that uh Washington's NFL team after 87 years dropping their name which I mean many consider to be a racial slur finally after 87 years it took some I guess you'd say strong arming by sponsors I know like the DC mayor said they couldn't come back onto the old RFK stadium site until, you know, they dropped the name. But yeah, I'm, I, I don't know about you, but are, are you surprised that it finally happened? I mean, I, I think I figured after 87 years, like they were just going to go with it, you know? It, it, it seemed like it, right. Uh, it, it, you've got to wonder what took so long, you know, I mean, just years and years of, of people, you know, asking for this change. Um, and, and finally it happens. I mean, it's about time, really. I mean, my Lord. And, you know, I'm kind of curious, what are some of the names uh, you might like to see? Because uh, you, you kind of, you, you've got some ties to the area. Yeah, yeah. So I'm from Baltimore. I know people, fans of the team. My mom is. Uh, yeah, I, I've seen three, you know, prevailing suggestions. Um, I've seen Warriors. Um, and I think the people that want Warriors, that was, uh, they want to keep the same so the, the, the team is changing the logo, but I think the people who want Warriors want to keep the same like Native American uh, kind of motif, is that the word? Uh, Red Tails is another one, which would be named after um, Tuskegee Airmen, um, which is like a black, there was a black, what is that, World War II? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. were, uh, yeah, with the, I think they were airline, uh, airplane pilots. And, yeah, and, so yeah. like it would be like, it, I've seen like the mock-up, you know, fans creating logos for the Red Tails and it's it, it, like plain imagery. Um, mm-hmm. And then I've seen Red Wolves, but, um, which, and I think, um, whatever they do, I think it would be nice to keep the same color scheme, you know, burgundy and gold to at least keep some semblance of the same, sameness for the fans. And I think all three of those mm-hmm. would allow them to do that. And so I'm not crazy about Warriors because one of the issues with the old, uh, the old name was that it kind of encouraged fans to come to the stadium dressed in like headdresses, war paint, which mm-hmm. is like not okay. I know like a lot of people say, you know, the, the name was like honoring Native people, but when you have like drunk white guys showing up with like war paint and a headdress that they don't understand the significance of that's not at an honoring. NFL game right yeah that's not honoring anything like that's just like appropriate it's playing Indian is what I've seen a lot of people call it mm-hmm. um so I, I'm not crazy about warriors and I think I you'd think they'd know better to to <laughs> stick with like some kind of like native imagery because everything that's happening you're seeing like you know people want like the Braves they're talking about that too so I think but red tails red wolves I like I like both of those I think both mm-hmm. either would be really good 
good option. When I think of Warriors, I automatically, maybe it's because they've been good for the last five to eight years. I, my mind automatically goes to Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors, you know, it's like instant. Uh, (laughs) So it'd be hard to kind of associate a a new team with that name. And I kind of agree with you. I kind of like the Red Tails myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, And like you said, keeping the color scheme would be kind of key, especially from a merchandising standpoint and, and, you know, changing all that up would cost them quite a bit of money, uh, the colors at least, you know, if there's something that they can change, mm-hmm. the name's the most important thing, mm-hmm. but, you know, you know, depending on fans in the stands, you're, you're looking at a whole lot of financial impact uh, if you change a color scheme too, I think, is then you've got to come out with a whole new line of wear and stuff, you know? Yeah, well, and then you figure the red tails and the red wolves would allow them to keep their, because like, HTTR hail to the you know that's mm-hmm. their the whole thing. Uh, so that's have, right. You know, yeah. an R an R word as like that lot. It would be able to keep that. I know they have like a fight song. You you could at least rework that with the new name. Um, I mean they've reworked the fight song before. I don't know. Uh, I I was reading into it like their original fight song. Well, not the original one, but for um, I guess a couple early in in the team's history it included references to like scalping (laughs) which like if if, knowing that you can't argue that like it's done out of respect for native people and i know um people who uh you know didn't want them to change the name they always go to there's like all kinds of studies done with like native people like what do you think and um, you know, some studies will say like, oh, you know, the majority of Native people are, um, it's interesting. So the studies, typically the ones looking to find reason to keep the name, they're not looking for support. They're looking for apathy. So like, it's like, are you offended by the name or, or are you not offended by the name? But like, not if that's, that's not in support, you know, it's, it's like apathy. Mm-hmm. And I think apathy isn't in a, an opinion, but like uh, I, I think it was Berkeley that did a study where they actually focused on um, native people who are like active in the community and people who strongly identify with, you know, their native culture. And in that, in those instances, there was like something like sixty-seven percent of them wanted to change the name. And I, I know recently, what the week before they changed the name, it was like twelve uh, Native American leaders who, I mean, represent what thousands of people did write you know a letter like saying like hey it's time to change the name Mm um i feel like that's been going on for years maybe not that specific but like instances like that back in i think when they dropped scalping from the the fight song i think it was in the 70s it was like during you know a big wave of trying to get them to change the name and it's Mm -hmm. i i think a big part of it is uh because they do they're same right now it's in landover maryland it's not near anything they want to get back into dc um the old rfk stadium site and like i said earlier the mayor said they can't come back into dc until they change the name and i think it's really interesting coming full circle because if you look at like in the 60s the team um what the original owner at george marshall um because you know they were the last team to integrate Mm-hmm. and it was because of the owner and the owner so when they were playing at the old it wasn't rfk yet but that that stadium um they were being threatened with like like oh we might have to, we're gonna kick you out of you know the stadium unless you integrate so i just think it's interesting that racism at you know all, 
almost got them kicked out of the RFK site initially. And now, like, the team keeping up, like, the racist, you know, name, whatever, almost kept them out of coming back onto the RFK site. It's just uh, interesting to see things come full circle. And I think it's a good, it's good that they made the right decision. Yeah, it's great. It's about time. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> that's that's all I can say about that. About time. About time. <laughs>